Man, please do be seated. We are so blessed, aren't we? And God has given us incredible, incredible blessings. And on this, our anniversary, it's just wonderful that we had an opportunity, so we grabbed it with both hands, to have some friends with us. Last night, they were in Birmingham. Uh, how many people were there? 2,000 people in Birmingham they were speaking to. Tonight, there's a, an event happening in uh, All Saints. They're going to be speaking to, I don't know how many people there. And they said, we could drop in on you in between. And we said, wow, yes, please. We would absolutely love that. And it's a great time for us to do this on our anniversary because it's a time for us to remember what God is doing now, but also beginnings. And as believers in Jesus, our beginnings are in persecution. And for us, especially as Baptist believers, our beginnings were in persecution. The very first Baptists were killed because of their Baptist faith. And, uh, and so for us, it's important, even though we live in this incredibly comfortable time in our country to be a Christian, and believe me, when people suggest that the church here is being persecuted, well, we're going to hear about real persecution in a little while. Um, we live in incredible freedom. So it's a good chance for us to pause, remember where we've come from, remember God's goodness, and to join with others. So I need to share with you there's no sermon today. I know. That's the best response. Uh-huh. <laughs> Disappointment is the best response. But I don't want you to be disappointed uh, because, you know, in 1 Corinthians, Paul talks about us as believers being a living letter. And in Revelation, we capture this picture of the throne room in heaven. And there at the altar in the throne room, there's this praying group of people representing the persecuted church crying out to God. And what we get to do today, here, now, is enter into some holy ground. Is to come into a place where we hear the stories and experiences of people whose prayers are being heard in the very throne room of heaven. And so we're going to get an opportunity, an incredible rare opportunity, to hear firsthand from stories of people who are going through, uh, what people are going through in, in the most persecuted part of our church family. So we're going to hear from them in just a few moments. So we're just absolutely delighted. We've got Sam with us from Open Doors, who's going to lead us in our first part. Esther, who's going to be our interpreter. We're so, so glad for that. That's great. I'm going to have a go. Sangwoo and Kyung Soo. Is that right? Oh, wow. Sangwa. Sangwa. No, see, that's you saying Sangwoo earlier. I'm going to blame Joe because it's not really helpful. And didn't check my notes. Sangwa and Kyung Soo. And Mitzi, who's gone somewhere. Anyway. Over there, that's fine. So let's give a very warm welcome to them all. But Sam's going to come up and introduce them. Thanks, Sam. Good morning. Well, firstly, happy birthday. Congratulations for being faithful to the gospel here for all of those that amount of time. That's absolutely amazing. I did turn this on on here. So it says it's on. Ah, oh, there we go. Technology always, is, uh, always humbles us all, doesn't it? Um, really, really good to, to be here with you. Um, that song, Waymaker, really powerful lyrics, isn't it? That song has actually come out of the church in Nigeria, where last year alone, three and a half thousand Christians were killed um, because of following Jesus. Uh, the hands of Boko Haram and Fulani herdsmen. I was back in Nigeria um, back in July and met with uh, pastors who every week for the last several months have come to church and found out that um, people have been killed. You have remembered three members of your community that have died um, in just sad circumstances. The church in Nigeria every week is dealing with members of the congregation who aren't there on Sunday because they've been killed that week um, by Boko Haram or Fulani Herzman. That's a challenging reality 
uh, that exist in. I met with uh, girls who at the age of 16 um, had been kidnapped and been held in captivity for four years and raped within that situation and got children as a result of that. I spent time with four girls um, that had been in captivity for four years, had two children each as a result of that and learning to live with that and how the church responds to that. And I don't want to present a picture that leaves you feeling overwhelmed and oppressed, but I do want to present a picture of the, the people of God faithfully following him despite the circumstances in a way that inspires us to, with the freedom that we have to live even more gloriously for the gospel. If we go back to the early church, as Jonathan referenced, in Acts chapter 4, you know, uh, Jesus has uh, been resurrected, he's met with his disciples, he's encouraged them, he's ascended to heaven, they've waited, the Holy Spirit has been poured out, you know, Peter, Peter has preached a stonking gospel, you know, 3,000 people have come to faith, the, the beggar at the gate beautiful has been healed, and in Acts chapter 4, they're called before the authorities, and they're warned, do not speak of Jesus. And they say, how can we not speak of Jesus? Acts 5, they're re-arrested again and they're told, do not speak of Jesus. But as well as being told that, they're given a beating to let them know that they need to not speak of Jesus again. Acts 6, you know, lies are raised against Stephen, false accusations, he's then brought before them. Acts 7, Stephen is murdered for his faith. Acts 8, you know, Paul or Saul is then you know, persecuting. The church is dispersed everywhere because of the persecution. And from there, Paul then comes to faith, doesn't he, in Acts 9. And if you read all of his letters, pretty much in all of his letters and in Peter's letters and the letters of the New Testament, it paints a picture that the church is emerging in a context where the gospel is oppositional to the context of the world. And wherever the kingdom is advancing, actually the kingdom of darkness is seeking to oppress. And we're no different from that, actually, in this country. I totally agree. We are not in a situation of persecution, you know, like that which is around the world in terms of the violence and the aggression of oppression. But actually, there is a persecution on us to be silent with the word of God. So when the disciples were told, that's for be silent, they said, how can we be silent when the joy of Christ is in our hearts? And they declared it. And I have the privilege of working for an organisation called Open Doors. And, and this is not the promotion of an organisation, because Open Doors is purely a servant of the local church in the UK to stand with and to strengthen the local church in various parts around the world where it costs the most to follow Jesus, where it's the most challenging to follow Jesus. You know, 10% of the global church live in a situation where they face daily oppression, persecution and violence for following Jesus. I'm not sure what size your church is here, but if you imagine 10% of the congregation every week coming to church on Sunday and talking about the beatings that they've received that week or the fact that they weren't allowed to be educated in the classroom anymore or that their business was refused at a shop or that they got home after church on Sunday and found that their home had been boarded up and it had been repossessed by the state. That'd be a challenge for you, wouldn't it, if you get home and you've, you've put your roast in the oven, so when you get home, you've got the nice roasties all there, and you get home, your house has been barred, and you're told that is no longer your house unless you deny Jesus. Leah Sharaby, you may have heard of, of her, in February um, two years ago, she was kidnapped because she's a girl, but then she was given the opportunity to be released if she denied Jesus and professed Islam. And she said, how can I deny Jesus who gave his life for me? She's remained in captivity for the last uh, 19 months now. She's only 16. That's the reality of what's going on around the world. 245 million Christians 
live daily facing the oppression and the challenge of persecution. And our role is on behalf of the church, you know, in the UK and other parts of the world, is to stand with the church in that situation, to stand with them in prayer, to be advocating, to be speaking out, to looking to financially support the church who needs that. The church in Syria at the moment is responding to the crisis in Syria and thousands and thousands of people are coming to faith in Jesus. And I could tell you story after story around the world of what God is doing. I met a pastor from Syria and he's seen his church grow from zero to 500 in two years. All of them Muslim background believers who've come to faith. 75% of them have had a vision of Jesus where he's made himself known. Just incredible what God is doing in the midst of opposition. And the church in Syria needs the support of the church in the UK. I'm sure wonderful to hear how you're opening your church to respond to the needs of the homeless. Actually, the church in Syria is wanting to respond to the needs of the homeless and those who don't have food, but they have limited resources. And so they're asking, will you as the church, the local church in the UK, will you stand with us as the local church in Syria? That's the global picture, isn't it? When one part suffers, we all suffer. And when one part rejoices, we all rejoice. It's part of being in the great worldwide family of God. So I'm not advocating a cause and saying, you know, will you support Open Doors? What I'm saying is this is about the body of Christ that really need our prayers, need our advocacy, need our support. And we are really, really, really privileged to have um, Sanghua uh, from North Korea, Kyung Soo and Min Zi are enjoying kids' work. How they're getting on there without translation, I don't know. But uh, Min Zi was excited when she saw the other kids running out there and has gone to join in. And, uh, and Sanghua has uh, grown up in, in North Korea and family were under the oppressive regime in North Korea. In North Korea, if you're found to have a Bible, you'll be thrown into prison. If you're found sharing your faith, you'd be thrown into prison. 70,000 Christians, just like you and I, are in prison this morning in North Korea because they, will not, they, will, they refuse to not speak of Jesus. 70,000 Christians. And yet in the midst of North Korea, about 400,000 Christians are working out their faith in, in, the, in the country. And Open Doors and Open Doors Partners are supporting those Christians as they are living in that context. So in a moment, I'm going to invite Sanghua and Esther, who is translating, to come to stage. But just want to play just a short video, just to give you something of a context of what it's like to live as a Christian in North Korea. Because it's really hard when we're here to get our head around that. So just watch this video just for about 90 seconds.
Hannah Huyson, uh, she's 72, and she is just the most dynamic woman of God. I don't think I've met anybody that I've been as challenged um, by than her. At the age of 72, she's still out on the streets every day um, looking to share the gospel with people. She lost her husband um, to a North Korean prison camp. She's not seen her, uh, her son for over 20 years um, since he was with her husband in North Korean prison camp. I can't tell you all of their story now because we're here to tell San Juan's story. So can we just welcome San Juan and Esther to stay? Welcome. So I'm going to try and uh, tell some of San Juan's story in order to kind of give San Juan a chance to tell her bits of it, but make best use of time. And I'll look to you, Jonathan, to kind of give me that when we get too close to time and we'll, we'll stop at that point. Um, so just to give a, a context, so I said before that it's illegal to um, have a Bible in North Korea. Um, there was a story uh, very recently of a woman who'd come to faith and she had, was provided with a Bible and she hid her Bible um, in a bees um, hive at the end of her garden. She used to look after bees. And the authorities began to suspect that she might have um, illegal material, which is what the Bible is considered. And so one day they raided her house and they looked everywhere for a Bible and didn't find the Bible. Then they took her seven-year-old daughter to one side and they interrogated her. And they said to her, you have the chance to save your mummy. If you've seen your mummy hide anything, if you tell us, you'll save your mummy. So she said to them, she said, I think my mummy hides something in the beehives at the end of the garden. They went and found the Bible in the beehives and the whole family were taken to prison and nobody's heard from them ever since. That's the reality of the risk of holding a Bible. And, uh, and San Hua, when San Hua was 12, um, she discovered um, a Bible in her home. So San Hua, can you just tell us a bit about that experience for you when you discovered that Bible in your home, um, how that made you feel? After the 1950s Korean War, since then it's in North Korea, the Christian persecution for Christians started. Some Christians in that time, they tried to avoid their persecution, so they moved, some of them moved to further north side of North Korea, a very remote area, and then some of them defected to South Korea for freedom. 어, 북한은 그 하나님 믿는 사람들이 그 올라간 지옥을 계속 감시하고 성경책을 수시로 그 발견되면 불살라버리고 했습니다. So it's North Korean authority at the time, even though they have to, they try to escape, so they moved to very remote village. As a Christian, they were always searched and were interrogated every day to search if they are still doing Christian activities. 음, 저희 할아버지 할머니도 그 성경책을 계속 이렇게 껌치 감추었다가 그불 밑에 불이 재가 떨어지는 그 밑에다 숨기게 되었어요. So they couldn't find anywhere in the house to hide the Bible. So my grandparents, he had, they had idea. Only place they could find is digged under the fireplace. We had this old fireplace, and they dug the 
deep down on the ground, and then they hid the Bible, put the Bible there, and they covered it up with the soil, um, the soil, so they couldn't make a fire again. So that's the only place is not to be touched. Mm. Mm. So that Bible was hidden by my grandparents one day, and then it's my father uh, inherited the Bible. So he tried to find, my father tried to find it somewhere in the house. But one day, I managed to find it. Mm. Even I didn't know when I found that one is in secret place, but I didn't know it was a Bible because the first page was in the coverage was gone. But that's what's very unusual um, written, by, uh, written book because it was olden style, Korean style writing is up and down, so starting right to left. So that by that when I saw that book, that was a very strange book I found. 그 오른쪽에서도 북한은 그렇게 된 책이 없어가지고 그걸 유심히 보다가 태초 하나님이 성그 태초 하나님이 전제를 창조하시니라 이걸 대목에서 그 성경책을 던져버렸어요. Because it's very unusual writing, even though it was a Korean and Chinese letters. Because it's I'm not, I wasn't used to look at the book written up and down because it's olden style book. So it drew my attention. So I looked at it. I read it. The first one was in the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. I was really shocked and I dropped it. Ah, uh, 그 책을 발견했을 때, 어이 엄몸이 다 소름이 돋았고. 아, when I saw that book, I thought it's an unusual book. That's very strange, and it looked like a dangerous book. And then I had all goosebumps on my skin, and I was really shocked and shivered. And then I dropped it. 제가 12살 될 때까지 북한에서 하나님이란 그런 이야기, 기독교에 관한 이야기를 전혀 못 들어봤기 때문에 너무 그게 충격적으로 저한테는 다가왔습니다. That time I was only 12 years old, but I, I saw, I never ever had known about God and about the Bible. Very strange book in my whole life I found. Okay. When I found that strange and very dangerous book, I didn't know what to, what to do. I really struggled. Do I have to put it back or not? I didn't know what to do. Mm. Oh, 이것을 성경책을 이거 본 거를 어떻게 담임 선생한테 얘기되나 그 보이부가 얘기되나 이거 안전부가 얘기되나 엄청 고민한 것 같아요. Because I did I didn't know what to do. Do I have to report to my teacher or do I bring it to report to the authority? Because it's it. As that's what I was told to do it, but I didn't know what to do. 그런데 저녁마다 그 하나님이 어그 성경책에 그 태초는 뭐지 하나님이 뭐지 어 천지는 뭐지 이러고 하나님 계속 생각나게 했어요. However, while I was struggling, I didn't know, without knowing what to do. Every night, in somehow, in my mind, came up, who is God? And what is Bible? It just reminded what is creation? Who created this land? 
So it gave drew me my attention. 그래서 이 성경책을 아 이거 저희 부모님한테 물어봐야 되겠다 이렇게 생각 에, 하, 생각하고 저희 음. 아버지에게 물어보게 됐어요. Finally, I decided to ask my dad. So I went to my dad to ask. 어 저희 그 아빠가 제가 저기 있는 책이 무엇이냐 물어봤을 때 깜짝 놀라면서 그 책을 어떻게 발견하게 됐냐 이렇게 물어보는 거예요. I asked dad about the book. Which I found, even though I didn't know it was Bible, and then I asked Dad, "What is that?" And my dad was really shocked because then, how did you find it? Because that was dangerous book. But then I asked Dad, "What is God? Who is God?" 그 처음에 그그 성경책을 그 저희 아빠가 이게 성경책이다 이거 기독교 가란 책이다 했으면 제가 하나님을 안 믿었을지도 모르겠어요. My dad was very calm. And if my dad explained about the Bible, the book which I found, he said this is God's word and this is all about God. Then maybe it's very difficult for me to understand. 그런데 저희 아빠가 밖으로 데려나가서 나무와 풀들을 보여주고 짐승을 보여주면서 하나님의 창조에 대해서 얘기했어요. But my dad took me to outside and showed me and the trees and plants and some birds. And then he he started to explain what is creation and then what who is God. 그 동물 중에서 가장 무서운 동물 그 내가 내가 제일 안 좋은 동물이 뭐냐 했을 때 제가 뱀 이랬거든요. And also my dad tried to explain about and when he tried to explain animals, he asked me which animal you dislike most. But I said in somehow I don't know why, but I said snake. 어 저희 아빠가 그제 이야기를 듣고 아담과 하와가 그 선악과를 따먹은 이야기를 그때 해줬어요. Then my dad started the story about Adam and Eve, and then how they ended up doing sin. 그 다음부터 그 성경 말씀을 이야기식으로 창세기, 출애굽기, 레위 이렇게 저한테다가 그 성경 말씀 그렇게 읽는 게 아니라. 모든 성경 말씀을 다 이야기식으로 얘기해줬어요. Then my dad, since then, my dad taught me about Bible, bit by bit, with story, and for me to understand easily. 어 하나님의 말씀은 제가 그 처음 들어본 것도 있지만, 어그 사람을 그 하나님의 말씀에 빨아들이는 그런 힘이 있었던 것 같아요. I don't know. I don't understand what kind of power he had. But whenever I learned the Bible through my dad's story, I was fascinated. The words came to me very deeply. 어 여러분들도 예수 그리스도의 이름에는 힘 있는 거 아시죠? So you all believe the name of Jesus got power, yeah? Thank you very much. Yes, I know the power. So can you just also we. Used to doing church like this, where we tootle out of our door and we come and we get together. Can you describe to us a little bit about your experience of of church growing up? Oh, 여러분들은 그 너무 감사하게도. 하나님을 찬양하고 예배하는데 아무런 지장을 받지 않습니다. You are blessed so much by God, so you don't have any hindrances or anything to worship God and to pray God. 
그러나 북한에서는 그 하나님을 그 내가 예배하고 싶어도 예배할 수가 없고 그런 정해진 공동 그런 교회가 없습니다. In North Korea, even though Christians want to come and worship God, they don't have that freedom. They don't have churches. They don't have a place to gather together, worship God together. 하나님 자체를 얘기하는 것이 금지되었고 하나님이란 이름 자체를 부르면 그 사람은 죽임을 당합니다. It's forbidden if we get together because of name of God, and also this forbidden is illegal if you come to God to worship, even saying saying somebody about God, the word of God. 어그 모일 때도 이렇게 예배하러 모이 모여도 일하는 것처럼 이렇게 위장하고 어 모입니다. So when you but still we get when we get together but that we need to pretend this is not the worship time this is not for christian prayer time but we try to be just to show normal normal gathering 거기엔 혹시 아이들도 있고 하나님 믿지 않는 사람도 있고 수파에도 들어올 수 있습니다 so sometimes you got, you don't know there there is no guarantee there are always christians because we try to do normal life so there can be children there can be christian there can be non christian even there can be a spy as well 어 그러나 그 예수 그리스도의 그 말씀 아래 힘 있기 때문에 어 하나님 믿지 않는 사람들도 어그 하나님 말씀에 감동을 받아서 그 하나님이 지켜 주심을 믿습니다. 음. But we had God's protection there even though we had all sorts of people while we are having our secret church meetings but God's protection was always there so in somehow we were protected. 어, 하루는 저희 아빠가 제가 이렇게 하나님이 살아계시면 왜 우리가 이렇게 고난 가운데 당해야 되고 어, 하나님이 살아계시면 제가 보여달라고 얘기했어요. One day I asked God because it's if God is there and God is with us, how can you see God? Show me how God works. 어, 저희 아빠가 그 얘기하기를 어, 그 같이라던 사람이 한 일주일 넘게 그 일하러 나오지 않았습니다. And then my dad uh, told me about story one of his co-workers then he said the person who worked for my god uh, my dad didn't turn up about a week so he he wanted to find out 어 김일성이 죽고 나서 북한에서는 한 300만이 넘는 그 주민이 굶어 죽게 되었어요. After Kim Il-sung passed away in North Korea there was great famine so it's about 300,000 people just dead because without food, no food. 음그 저희 아빠가 그 집에 찾아갔을 때그 사람도 병에 걸리고 먹지 못해서 거의 죽게 된 상태였어요. The one of uh, that my colleague uh, my dad that colleague when he went my dad went to see him he was one of them so he was on his deathbed. 음, 저희 아빠가 그걸 보고 집에 와서 먹을 거를 갖다 주고 그 사람을 돌보게 되었어요 며칠 동안. So my dad came back home quickly and get some food from home and then he tried to help him. 음, 어 근데 그 사람이 충격적인 이야기를 해줬어요. Then while he was doing that, just before he died, my dad found out it's um, something very shocking story of him. 어 이때까지 학교 졸업에서부터 지금까지 내가 너를 감시했다. He said, "I've been watching you all the time since I left school." 아침에 출근해서 네가 무슨 이야기하고 무슨 행동을 하는지를 보이부 가서 다 
구체적으로 다 적었대요. I've been watching you all day long, morning till evening, and then I've written what you've done, what you've done, and then who you met, and then I had to report to the authority about it. 어, 그런데 한 번도 네가 말한 그 하나님에 대해서 내가 한 번도 얘기한 적이 없다. But in somehow I never reported that you've talking, you you've talked about God, and you've been doing, you've been Uh, Christian activities, I never reported to authority. That's it. Because I know now you are believing God. Before, my, I, before I die, I want to know the God, your God as well. 그가 하나님을 영접하고 이투르의 어, 하늘나라로 갔습니다. So my dad introduced Jesus, passed the gospel to him, and he accepted Jesus as his savior. After two days after he passed away. 어, 저희 아빠가 어, 그렇게 얘기하면서 이 이야기를 하면서 하나님이 살아계시지 않으면 나는 지금 이 자리에 없다. This is God's work, and then I can explain to you. This is that's how God looks, looking after me, and then that's God is with me. So this proves you God is true, God is alive, God is with us. 북한에서는 하나님을 그렇게 전하거나 하나님 대해서 얘기하면 무조건 정치범죄형서에 가게 되고 그 가족도 다 정치범죄형서에 가게 됩니다. In North Korea, whoever speak out about God or Jesus. To someone else, then that's not only you. Your whole your family will be sent to labor camps. So last night over dinner, we were talking about Sanghua's faithfulness really as a as a believer. So as a family, they were watched, they were spied on, and obviously that first spy, his deathbed, came to to faith in God, which is incredible. The, the next spy who was appointed to watch over um, Sanghua's um, father and over the family um, ended up becoming Sanghua's husband, Kyung Su. Uh, and if we had time, we'd tell the story of how that journey emerged. And it's, a, it's an incredible story. I've titled it The Spy Who Loved Me. <laughs> Slightly cornily, I know. Um, but just incredible that Sanghua's um, father over seven years um, befriended this guy who was spying on them and Kyung Su over those seven years was so impressed by the lifestyle that he saw and the integrity uh, with which uh, San Hua's father lived that when San Hua's father then broached the subject of talking about Jesus Kyung Su was willing to listen because he was like how can this man who is so good you know, be somebody that the state would want me to report on and could be killed. And then that testimony um, led to Kyung Su becoming a Christian and obviously becoming married and as a family, it's an incredible um, story. But also the story of faithfulness, the long game, seven years of investment in seeing somebody who is out to kill you come through to a point of, of faith, absolutely incredible. Um, because of time, we haven't got the chance to tell all of that story, but it came to a point where um, Sanghua and Kyung Su and their um, five-year-old son um, had to flee for their lives to get out of North Korea. And so um, Sanghua and Kyung Su um, made a decision that it was best for the safety of the family that they escaped to China 
and that their five-year-old son uh, remained with family friends. That's hard for you here to appreciate that, but uh, the danger of the journey would mean that it's probably one that he wouldn't have survived. So for a year, um, they were in China without their son before their son was reacquainted with them. Can you just describe to us a little bit about what that year in China was like? Yes. Bukan에서 저희가 이렇게 중국으로 나오게 되면서 저희가 도망간 옆에 그 집이 있어가지고. 중국으로 그 경기대에다 돈을 주고 중국으로 넘어왔어요. Because our town was near the border between China and North Korea, so we managed to bribe the guard. Then we, my husband and myself, crossed the river and crossed the border, so went to cross over to China. 북한에서는 그런 생명의 위협을 저희도 이렇게 느끼지만 중국에 와서는 더 심하게 느꼈던 것 같아요. Think about thinking back, and then in in North Korea was life was tough and hard, and it was dangerous. But I think it's even worse. Our life was worse in China. 중국에 와서 저희는 그뭐 혼자 온 사람들도 살기 힘들지만 저희가 부부가 왔을 때도 더 살기가 어려운 것 같았어요. Because it's as a couple, it's life in in China was even harder. Than life in North Korea. 여자들은 대부분 그 중국으로 오면 다 팔려가지 않으면 이런 노래방 이런 데로 다 가게 되어 있어요. Because it's such a the lady or girl who defected from North Korea to China, usually they get sold as a slave to in Chinese society or had to work like. Um, like a prostitute um, business. 어 저희는 그거를 알기 때문에 산 속으로 들어갔어요. Because we knew that we only the way protect us to just to uh, the run off a deep deep wood. 어 저희 남편 가져가 그 성경 아저 뭐지 그 중국 중국 말하는 책을 이렇게 사가지고 어그산 속에서 중국말 배우고. 자체로 중국말 배우면서 그산 등덕을 이렇게 깎아가지고 저희가 거기서 생활하고. We bought the Chinese beginners Chinese book, and then we went to the the wood, and then it's like a kind of a slope area in the mountain, and then we dug the mountain side of it, so just to manage to hide ourselves in there. 중국 그 연선 쪽에는 그 북한 쪽으로 가까운 쪽에는 그 중국 공안이 수시로 북한 사람들을 잡아다 북한에 보내서 저희가 그 안쪽으로 들어가게 됐어요. 흥영강성. Because it's that area, the border near border China and North Korea. In Chinese part, especially Chinese police is always searching for North Korean refugees and because it defectors, because it's most of people staying there. So that area was really dangerous. So that's why my husband and myself. Went to deeper Chinese called Hunglionggang, so that's just to try to avoid ourselves in there, try to hide. 산에 들어가 사는 것도 저희에게는 그렇게 안전한 지대가 아니 아니었어요. Even though we lived in the the deep forest area, I wasn't safe at all. 어그 산에는 그 
혼자서 중국은 혼자 사는 사람들도 굉장히 많았고 그리고 음. 그 사냥하는 사람들이 그 산에 와가지고 음. 저희 남편한테 이렇게 총들이 되면서 음. 어니저 와이프 내놔라 그러면 내가 네가 음. 살 일할 것잘 것을 다 마련해 주겠다 이렇게 Be, 계속 유협했어요. Because even though we try to avoid the people's eyes, people contact, that's why we went in the wood and the forest. But however, we couldn't totally avoid because we could meet the hunters because the people will come, you know, say to kill animals. So usually they are men alone as a single man. So they threatened my husband with a gun and then he said, you need to give, uh, give me your wife, then I will pay you and then I said, I will take her away or else I will kill you. 저희가 그래서 더 깊은 산 속으로 어, 들어가게 됐어요. So we had to move in deeper. 음, 그산 속으로 들어갔는데 다행히 그 검을 만나게 됐어요. <웃음> so that's how we ended up, and then it went in the deeper. That is, that was another hotel. That was who we we faced. We saw the big bears. That was a bear. So many wild animals in the mountain. 검 이야기는 저희 남편한테 들어야 더 재미. <laughs> we called it bear story. I can laugh now. That was a serious matter when we have, we had to face the bear. But my husband make it very good fun story with that. Because it's I can smile and then laughing to tell the story here like that, but. Uh, at the time when we faced the bear, that was a scary moment. We could, uh, we could have done and uh, been um, barefoot, and then we could eaten. 근데 저희가 지금 생각해 보니까 그 하나님을 찾는 것보다 저희가 사는 것에 더 갈망하기 때문에 하나님이 마지막에 정당에는 그 검을 만나게 해주셔서. Uh, we are looking back, and my husband and myself are looking back, and that how what we've been, how we've been through that con that situation. We now we understand because of that desperate situation. We were so desperate. We tried to find how could survive rather than seeking God's way. So that's why God gave that situation to desperate situation. Only can God can do. 여러분들은 저희들처럼 그렇게 음, 곰을 만나지 않았으면 좋겠습니다. I don't want none of you could see go and the bear in your life. 하나님을 가까이 하면 음. 그렇게 음, 곰이나 그런 험한 짐승은 만나지 않습니다. 음. When you when you are close to God day daily day, day by day and every time every moment you don't have to face that desperate situation. 저희 남편이 곰을 만나서 어, 내가 곰보다 더 미련한 사람이다 이렇게 하고 하나님 앞에 저희가 가게 되었습니다. Because at that moment we saw we we saw the bear in front of us because it's the only way we could seek God's grace and God's help. So then we realized that's why God that was God's plan for us. 그래서 그 산에서 내려와서 저희가 성경 통독반에서 어, 성경 공부를 하게 되었어요. At the time we felt strongly felt and trust God more. So go down to the community. I will protect you. That's why we came down to the little town where the, the some South Korean missionaries and they run a Korean Bible study group. 
거기서 저희 큰아들이랑 세 명이 그 아침 9시부터 저녁 9시까지 성경 통독만 mm. 했어요. So while we were there, we managed to bring our son uh, to us and then we just for about for a while only we did we just knelt down, we read God's word, we prayed God's word and then we studied God's word, we prayed. That was all day our life that time. So just to finish off the story from there, so they were living in the woods, literally foraging and living in a hole that they dug for about a year, and then uh, obviously left there and reacquainted their son. And I can't go into details, but then they were smuggled eventually down to South Korea, where they live now and have a family of, of four. And Kyung Soo uh, leads a church uh, there, and that's where they are now, um, with a strong passion for the church in North Korea and just really praying for when the opportunity comes back. To, um, comes about to be able to go back into North Korea um, in order to share the gospel and make Jesus known. They have friends who have done that, um, some of whom have been killed, um, others are in prison. Um, but such is the passion for God's word and the conviction that actually though we lose everything in this life, to have eternity in our hearts is worth it. And I think that is, for me, such an incredible challenge that I so easily lose sight of the glory of gospel and make my home in the here and now. Um, rather than making my home for eternity. So there's so much more we could do, so many more questions. I'd love you to hear more of Sanghua's heart for North Korea. Just next slide. Um, this is each morning. Uh, Sanghua has created a map of North Korea and the hearts represent the different provinces. And in there you've got the prison camps. There's about 11 prison camps that are holding about 70,000 Christians. So every morning she prays over those individuals that are in those prison camps. Hannah, who you saw earlier on the video, um, was one of those ladies who was in the prison camp and she said to me that there were some days she woke up and she just knew that the church around the world were praying for her. She just felt a grace of God and a tenderness of God. And we often are blind to the power of prayer. But if you meet people who are living in situations, they absolutely believe in the power of prayer and not just of prayer, but of, of your prayers. Um, so I really want to encourage you, you know, please do be praying for the church around the world in any way in which you can be a part of uh, the story of the global church um, is an incredible gift. So thank you very much for listening this morning. So. Wow, that's, that's quite amazing, isn't it, what God's doing? In just a few minutes, I'm going to uh, give a chance to pray, but um, I want to just mention a couple of things. At the back, there's a table with some resources on it, uh, really fab. I just was flicking through this earlier, a graphic novel of uh, the God Smuggler story, so you want to get hold of that. Um, we've mentioned that North Korea is number one in the list of uh, persecuted places, but you might want to know where the other nine in the top ten are, so that's on the back table as well, and uh, so you can get those. Two things about support. Um, Sam has been very gracious earlier saying not here to do a big support drive, but it may well be that as you've been listening, God did stir something up in you and you have the capacity to become a regular supporter of Open Doors. And if that is what God has been speaking to you about this morning, then also on that back table are some of these, will you take the next step, which enables you to give a regular gift uh, to Open Doors. Uh, and if that's what the Lord is stirring up in you, then we would want to encourage you, if you have the capacity to do that, to do that and to take that, fill that in this morning. That would be wonderful. But today being our church anniversary, we do have special anniversary envelopes. 
Uh, and you'll know that it's our habit and our pattern here uh, in, if you've been part of this family, I've discovered it, so if you've recently arrived, you wouldn't know this, I didn't know this until recently, that we take up a special offering, 50% of which goes to the work of the church here, but 50% normally would go to uh, a work of the church elsewhere, what God's doing. So the gift today is going to be split between the church and Open Doors. So if you wanted to give a one-off gift uh, where you want to split your giving, then today's offering, these special envelopes with a, that Sheila is wonderfully waving at the back, thank you, that Sheila has, if you give a gift through that, 50% of that goes to the church, 50% will go to Open Doors. You can use these envelopes for the next few weeks. So the next two or three weeks, that's fine. Uh, and you just put them in the normal way into the boxes at the back there or at the front here, that would be wonderful. Thank you. Um, uh, Sangwa, sorry, we've been so privileged to hear from you. I wonder if you would be happy to pray for us. Um, as a church, we, we need more spiritual fire and for God to stir up within us the work he has for us today. And so in a moment, we would love to pray for you and for the church in uh, North Korea. In Hebrews 13, it tells us that we should be as those who are suffering alongside our suffering brothers and sisters. But it would be a tremendous privilege if you'd be willing to pray for us this morning. Is that okay? Hallelujah. If you said no, I don't know what we're going to do. Do you want the prayer to be yeah, translated? If, yes, please. So would you pray for us and then we'll pray for the church. Dear Almighty God, thank you for today. Thank you for today you call us here in this church and then so you can feel your presence as well Lord. 하나님을 아는 데는 역사와 음, 문화가 중요한 것 같지 않습니다. Your love to know God is beyond to the culture and the country and race. 우리는 늘 순간순간 하나님을 우식하며 엄몸으로 정말 주님을 갈망하기를 원합니다. We want to be thirst to you God to know you more and to serve you more. 음, 세상은 우리를 하나님 정말 음, 하나님을 아는 것으로부터 음, 우리 마음을 빼앗고 음, 하나님을 우리가 덜 찾게 만듭니다. In the world, because we want to you know, we want to seek more about you. We want to know more about you. 하나님은 우리를 창조하신 목적이 하나님을 예배하고 음, Thank you, God. You created us to serve you, to worship you. 하나님 이 교회 가운데 어, 하나님의 그 놀라운 사랑과 은혜를 다시금 허락해 주시옵소서. Pray that you will fill this church and people with your love, with your presence, Lord. 감사함을 허락해 주시고. Always be thankful, Lord. 마음에 상처받고 음, 위로받게 하, 위로받기를 원하는 사람들에게 하나님 하나님의 위로가 또 하나님의 그 풍성한 은혜가 임하기를 원합니다. I pray that this church will be filled with your grace, with your healing, with your comfort, Lord. 음, 갇힌 자들과 같이 울고. 
전세계 핍박받는 그 그리스도인들을 하나님 함께 생각하며 기도하는 교회가 되게 해 주세요, 하나님. I pray that this church and people will have your heart for the people who will under persecuted situation. You will they will have your heart so you can they can serve you more. 그래서 하나님의 사랑이 아버지 이 교회를 통하여 전 세계에 음, 다시금 나갈 수 있도록 이 교회를 사용하여 주시옵소서. Pray that you will use this church for your instrument, your tool to spread your love, to send to flow your grace through this church, Lord. 음, 이 교회를 하나님 그렇게 사용하여 주셔서 하나님 나라가 확장되는 것을 저희가 보게 하여 주시옵소서. So through this church, your kingdom will be expanded. Your your kingdom, your will be done in this world, Lord. 이곳의 평화가 하나님 나라죠 북한 음, 정치범 수용소에도 그대로 하나님의 나라가 임하기를 원합니다. So through this church's prayer in North Korea, they will have peace. They will have your love in that too, Lord. 우리를 묶고 있는 모든 사단의 영은 예수 그리스도의 피로 음, 끊어지게 하여 주시옵소서. You will protect us from any evil attack, Lord. 음, 하나님. 어, 이 자리를 허락해 주셔서 감사합니다. Thank you for today. Thank you for your grace, Lord. 교회를 사용해 주셔서 감사합니다. Thank you for this wonderful opportunity. 예수님 이름으로 기도드립니다. Pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's one or two of us pray just where you are. Nice loud prayers that we can say Amen. Pray for uh, for Sangwa and Kyungsu and the church that they're leading in South Korea for what God is doing in North Korea. Ed, in a few minutes, can I ask you to wrap up our prayers together and for you to draw them to a close? Is that okay? Thank you. Thank you again. There's going to be tea and coffee later on an opportunity to have a conversation, but be respectful and mindful that we need translation for some of that too. So, But thank you so much for joining us today. Please feel free to take seats. Thank you, Jenny.